Okay, everybody, in this episode, I want to talk about late diagnosis of dyslexia. You know, we work with adults to help them understand what dyslexia actually is, um, accept it, and actually uh, move forward in their journey to get to where they want to be. And to be honest, the, the end goal is to make a massive impact in the world. But one of the challenges we're seeing a lot is the amount of people being late diagnosed. Um, so what do you do? Um, how do you find out more about it all? And uh, yeah, just a little bit about that. So um, I'm going to dive into it. So uh, I'll see you on the other side of this little uh, bit of music. Okay, so in this episode, I want to talk about late diagnosis of adult dyslexia. Same as dyslexia, but just adults. I want to talk a little bit about what I'm seeing um, in, in the data we're getting, um, what I'm hearing from people I'm talking to, um, some of the steps you're going to go through if you have had a late diagnosis. It'll be interesting to see if you have if you agree, if you've been through it already, or if you're still in progress <laughs> through, through it, uh, or you might be quite fresh um, to it. So let's dive into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the data and what we're seeing. So we're seeing that adult diagnosis seems to happen more, you know, it's either going to happen um, at university, that seems to be, you know, university or prior is the diagnosis, or later. So usually there's a gap we're seeing between about 23, 22, 23, and about 32, give or take, that where people don't naturally get diagnosed unless something really pops up in their life. And maybe that'll change, but we haven't seen that happening. And then what seems to happen is by about 32 to maybe it's even early 50s, um, people are starting to get diagnosed. They start to get to a point where um, I guess maybe we're maturing. We've tried a lot of things in our life to try and solve problems, but none of them have really worked. We keep going through the same cycles, repeating the same mistakes, and it gets a bit frustrating, if I'm honest, for all of us, you know, for anyone who's got it. And uh, at that point, we start searching for an answer. And um, if we're lucky, someone points it out and we stumble across it. Um, people, you know, actually get tested for dyslexia, which is which is um, usually that, that step. A lot of people think they've got dyslexia, but just are too, I don't know, there's too much fear around being labeled dyslexia. It's kind of the enemy um, in the way it's seen. Um, but also the only way to beat an enemy is to understand the enemy. Um, and to learn what the enemy's weaknesses are and your strengths are. Does that kind of make sense? And um, so we're seeing that a lot. We're also seeing women probably at a higher level being diagnosed later in life. And I think the reason for that is one, um, it's kind of like ADHD. It doesn't get diagnosed in women as, as much in the youth. If you think ADHD is the naughty boy syndrome, dyslexia again is just women just kind of get missed or they did get missed maybe it's changed but it seems like especially in the older range not that i'm saying <laughs> sub 50s older i'm gonna get in trouble for that um but it's it's kind of that that's the thing as we're seeing women and, and the, i think the main reason is the kids are getting diagnosed being a hereditary thing and then the, the mother is going actually once they go through this test with the kid to help them out, they're going, oh my gosh, that's kind of me as well. And let's be honest, women are naturally more open to this than men. You know, if a man has survived to 35, 40, um, and I'm talking about late diagnosis, not early diagnosis, but if they've survived to 30 or 40, um, or maybe 50, 
and they've somehow hacked together life solutions. Men are not as naturally open to being told there's something perceived as wrong with them. You know, it just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> not quite that open. Um, now, I'm not saying that's a blanket rule for everyone, but this is just what we're seeing in the statistics. Now, if you have been late diagnosed, you know, what what do you do? You know, what do you do? The, the first step is going, you know, you go through this this kind of shock and awe, like, you know, you get this anger inside you. How How did I not get diagnosed when I was younger? You know, how did people miss this? Would this have changed my life if I'd been diagnosed earlier? And then what does it mean for the rest of my life now that I know this? Am I stupid? Am I an idiot? Am I, you know, what's, people don't know. And the challenge with that is that the information around dyslexia is so poor. Um, we have a lot of stereotypes about it, you know, or pre, you know, basically bias of what it means. And so we all go through this 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 challenge. I had did it with ADHD, to be honest, rather than dyslexia. I was lucky to be diagnosed young. But um, when it hits, when any of this hits in, it, it's, it's a massive shock. And, you know, it's actually okay to give yourself some time to come to terms with it because you can't rush the journey. Um, the second challenge, being dyslexic, we will try and rush the journey. You know, we want to we want to work out how to fix it. How do we fix it? And, you know, the, the first thing to realize is you're not broken. There's nothing to fix. You're not broken. And I think that's that's probably one of the big lessons in a late diagnosis is you are not broken. Your brain is just designed in a different way. It's like getting angry at a, and I use this example a bit, but it's like getting angry at a Mac and saying, why are you not like a PC? Why are you not like a PC? How can I make you like a PC? How can I make you boring and break down more and do the blue screen of death that Microsoft does on Windows sometimes where everything breaks? You know, it's why can't you be more like that? Um, is kind of the thing we start talking to ourselves about. It's kind of the conversation we have. You then, you know, what you'll also notice with late diagnosis is as you start to look at some of the traits, and you may get, have a look at the seven traits video we did on Rightsiders. You'll see it on the banner at the top, rightsiders.org. When you start to learn about some of the traits, as you install this and go, actually, is that around dyslexia? Sheesh. It'll start to kind of, and this is how I find it, when you learn something like that, our brains are so quick, it looks back through your past and tries to connect it with an experience or um, something that's happened to you. And you go, oh, that maybe that's related to it. Maybe that's related to it. Um, and your brain will just go, Foom, and you'll go, wow, this has been affecting me for a long time. So there's a realization of how much this has affected you um, you know, through that process. That's what late diagnosis does. And, you know, what I was always amazed at when I got my ADHD diagnosis, and I'm I'm wondering if it's the same with dyslexia, and it's what I'm hearing. People will, you'll get diagnosed by the psychologist. You may get a big block of paper to look at, and, uh, and that's it. Good luck. And now if you're lucky, you can take that block of paper to your workplace, and they'll make a few allowances. But that's about it. It's absolutely terrible. The, the word is shite, I think. It is absolutely, oh, it's ridiculous. You know, what? You know, they, they can't just do that, in my opinion. And that's the biggest challenge, is maybe you've found out you're dyslexic from doing an online quiz or a test, and then maybe you finally go and get diagnosed properly, maybe once you've gone through that point of kind of thinking you are. And then you like, you're kind of left out to dry. What's the point of being told this if you're just left out to, to not know about it? It's kind of shit.
and you can't deal with the stuff. And, you know, I've always looked at it, you know, because one of the things you'll notice is we, we suffer with a lot more anxiety. I don't feel we're, as de- we're actually the definition of depressed because many of us don't, um, we don't realize or recognize the past stuff, even though it does affect us, don't get me wrong. We're focused about more of a worry about the future and the steps that are in the future. Anxiety is the future, depression is the past. And I'm a great believer that anxiety is kind of like a leaf on a tree. Um, or a branch it's not the root of the problem and when you start to realize you get this diagnosis this is what happened to me when I realized what dyslexia was I may not have been diagnosed late but it was until only the last few years three three years now I've realized how intense dyslexia can be I realized that was actually the root of the anxiety and so the only way to fix the anxiety bar medicating myself and trying to hide from the world um, was to look at the root. How do you fix the root? And when I say fix the root, how do I understand why the leaves are turning out this way? Um, and what fertilizer can I put on the roots to give it a give it a fighting chance? Because I've probably been fertilizing with the wrong soil. I've been watering um, and putting the wrong nutrients into the soil. Hopefully that's a vis- good visual um, explanation of it because if you can't, start changing the way you deal with the roots of the tree the leaves are never going to change and you know you can fight your whole life watching motivational videos and other stuff and try and fix the leaves from an external point but it it ain't going to work Um, and that's one of the biggest things I think with dyslexia is we don't realize even when we're diagnosed is what the impact is because it's the way your brain operates the way your brain transfers information in a visual context rather than a symbolic context. And you know, some of the things you'll learn um, as this late diagnosis um, really digs in is, imagine the impact that has. You know, we struggle to um, bring information into our heads in the same way. We can still bring it in, but it has to be done in a unique way. We struggle to communicate. We struggle to get our words out because our brain's visual. Your brain is always trying to turn your pictures into words that people can understand. And that can leave us tongue-tied or feeling like we just can't get our point across or no one understands us. And you know, all these different things that are happening, all these pieces of the puzzle lead us to feel like, you know, oh my gosh, we just need to hide. We just need to look normal. We need to look normal. So we build this part of ourselves that's kind of, you know, it's basically a mask or a character. We're very good at creating characters um, that aren't really us, but we look good on the outside. And this is actually, I think, why dyslexia has not been looked at as much as it should, because we are amazing chameleons. You know, someone can look at me from the outside and go, God, you know, he's actually quite successful. He's got a business. He's, you know, he's um, always moving forward. He's really creative. He's got so many opportunities. But that's because a lot of the time I put on a character and I don't do it as much anymore, but definitely four or five years ago, I was character based. You know, I could actually change characters in different environments. I could be a different character at work. I could play a character. It's probably why so many of us are actors, (laughs) because we can play characters so easily. Um, We're so used to it because that's what keeps us safe. And and basically, these characters are masks. We're, We're hiding in plain daylight. Because it's too scary to be ourselves, be judged, be told we're wrong, and and 
yeah, it's ter- you know all this stuff will come up if you've been diagnosed, especially late. And to be honest, when I you know it's not just late diagnosis. Many people have been diagnosed at ten and are only getting you know ten is just a very random number, but we're only just realizing what it truly is. And that's like when I found out at thirty two, it was like I've been re-diagnosed with dyslexia, and it was a big like boom hitting me in the side of the head. And we you know the reason I brought this podcast up is because we did some work on on you know, looking at who we're trying to help and all the pain points. And these are all pain points that are just not aware, people are just not aware of. And if you can't become aware of what dyslexia is doing to you, you can't go, oh, okay, I'm not stupid. My brain's just wired in a different way. Um, And I just have to look at different solutions to work with my wiring. That's the only difference. It's not a problem. It's just that if you try and jam a square peg into a round hole for 20 years, you can sometimes not even realize, you know, there are round pegs for a round hole. Um, and, and, you know, we get so insular. And we, to be honest, we, we, we struggle with communication. What I see a lot, we're scared to talk about it. You know, what I'm loving is the people coming to me for coaching. And I do a free session. And like, if you don't decide to work with me afterwards, that's fine. I don't care. I like that one session. Like I, I'm so passionate about it because it's so important for me to talk to people because every person I can influence and help, man, it just, it changes them. You know, you see it on the other end. You know, you just see it on the other end that they haven't had anyone to talk to about this because no one bloody knows about it and it's frustrating and that's what we're trying to change at Rightsiders and, you know, I've got no idea how we're going to do it but we're going to do it and that's that's a whole other podcast but if you're if you've just been diagnosed with dyslexia or you've just had the reawakening to what dyslexia is don't give up this is exciting this is where we thrive think of the problems you can now solve which is what your head is designed for it's exciting and um yeah if you've not listened to all the other podcasts dive into more of them there's so much interesting stuff some are better than others i do go off on tangents but i think the way you do I think the way you do, and I understand you. So hopefully that's been valuable, um, guys. Um, I love doing this podcast. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the Adult Dyslexia Secret Joins. We just passed 1,100 members. Seems crazy. Um, thank you for the shares. Like I've, I've seen our Truth About Dyslexia videos going out on Facebook and LinkedIn from our YouTube channel. That's amazing. Thank you for the people who've done that. And, um, you know, thanks for the support. We can't do this alone. We physically can't do this alone. There is, with 20% of the population said to have a level of dyslexia, some more than others, and a lot less knowing about it is um, a big mission ahead. So thanks for all the support, guys, and I'll be back tomorrow. I know I missed yesterday's podcast. I'll do a bonus one. Have an epic rest of your day.